0: You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin.
1: Hello and welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in the really hip and cool city of Zurich.
2: We are on a beautiful balcony at the Hotel Seefeld here in Zurich, and we're here on a very special day. It happens to be the Swiss National Founding Day, kind of like for those of you in the States, the 4th of July, and we're planning to go to a parade a little bit later. And so it's an exciting time to be here. What's really impressed me about this city is we've been here. It is the easiest city I have ever found to be able to get around. There are these trams that run all the time everywhere and it's so easy.
1: I was going to say living in New York City, I lived there for many years and and I really got to know the subway systems, but it took us less than a few hours to figure out how to get anywhere in Zurich. It's so easy and I love that it's above the ground because it really helps you orient yourself to where you are in the city because that's one thing. I love New York, but if you're not from there and you don't you know, know how to get around, it's kind of hard to orient yourself when you're underground.
2: And with most of the lines, if you missed the last tram, there's another one in less than 10 minutes. (laughs) And sometimes a lot of times it seems like less than five minutes. So you don't really have to sit there and say, oh, there's not going to be another one for 20 minutes or a half an hour. You just kind of show up where you want to go. And there are even these little signs that tell you, update every minute, tell you how soon your tram is coming.
1: Yeah, so very, very accessible city. And another thing is, and we've been kind of joking, traveling around Switzerland, very on-time country. So if you're planning on a train or a bus it's supposed to be there a certain time and you need to get somewhere it will be there on time and it will get you to where you need to go I mean you can really depend on the public transportation here and it's really kind of set in the whole culture and system here everybody's on time
2: the Swiss watchmakers, that whole thing carried over no, it really to the does. entire culture.
1: Everybody like, looks at the time, carries the time, knows when things are happening. They expect you to be on time, so that's one thing you should know coming to Switzerland. And so it's just been a really interesting exploration of this city. We didn't know that much about Zurich, except for, of course, everybody knows it's a huge financial destination. And I think kind of what we discovered is there's just so much more than the Wall Street of Zurich that's here. There's an amazing old city. There's a new uh revitalized parts of town. The river and the lake are amazing. There's lots of action all over that. There's so much to do here. We're going to talk about that all on today's show.
2: We're going to be speaking with Aurelia Carlin about a lot of these things. She's with Zurich Tourism and has a lot of good information on how to get around what to do. We're also going to be talking with Alex Herman from Switzerland Tourism. Before we get to all of that, we first need to do hot topics in travel. And today I'm going to be bringing up something that is A little bit awkward.
1: Awkward. That should be interesting. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin. And make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, TravelBrigade.com.
2: We will be right back.
3: What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We're in Zurich. You can hear the trains here in the background. We're on a balcony here at the Hotel Seafield. And it's really exciting for us to be doing the show today here. We are on this national Swiss holiday. And so everything is moving and shaking. There's big festivals going on. We're like heading out the door to a parade or a procession, however they call it here. And we're really excited. There's a lot of buzz in town today. And there's so much to do here in Zurich. You know, what I found traveling through the country of Switzerland is how different each one of the cities that we're going to are.
2: Yeah, we started out in Lucerne, that's kind of a smaller town with a resort feel with the lake and everything like that. And then we were up in the Alps in Engelberg, and that was the very traditional Swiss. And now we're here in Zurich, which has a big city feel, and I have to say a very international feel. And it's really interesting, all of the languages you hear. And in Switzerland, to begin with, everybody is trilingual. If you're traveling here from the States or Canada, they switch over to English very easily. So you're never at too much of a loss. You do have a real feel of so many nations sort of mixing together here.
1: So what's this awkward hot topic that you want to talk about today?
2: There is a website, Awkward Family Photos. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with it.
1: Not only am I familiar with it, but I look at those and daydream about the perfect family photo for us.
2: We have several we could submit, yes. is that way. you're saying?
1: <laughs> we could do our own website of Travel Brigade Family Awkward Photos, but that's a whole other story.
2: <laughs> well, they have just completed a contest for Awkward Family Vacation Photos.
1: Nice.
2: And they're going to be publishing you know, the top photos here in the next few days. I was looking through some of the top entries and... There were a couple of things that came to mind that things you can do to avoid an awkward family vacation photo. Yeah. Or things you can, if you want an awkward family vacation photo, things you can do.
1: The vacation one that immediately stands out in my mind is the one that they've had up there of the family at Disneyland at the happiest place on earth. And they're just all like cold stone faces. Nobody's happy. They're like miserable. They're even having to take the picture. And that's the one that always kind of sticks out in my mind when I think about that website.
2: And we've probably inadvertently started posting some awkward photos on our Instagram yeah. account.
1: <laughs> if you've got an awkward... It's monitored by one of our mini-me's, so <laughs> we have no control.
2: <laughs> Check out awkwardfamilyphotos.com or send us one of yours at Travel Brigade on twitter
1: <laughs> yes yeah, send it to us on twitter that will be good maybe we'll start our own file
2: but a couple of things i noticed that you should either avoid if you don't want it to be awkward or do if you want it to be awkward one is matching outfits for everybody
1: yeah i'm, I'm not a big fan i have to say when some of the mini me's were little that having them in brightly colored shirts that matched helped me find them because they ran away but as far as the rest of everybody wearing the blank family reunion shirt or whatever. Not a big fan.
2: Yeah. Another one to avoid is animals. <laughs> it can get some really awkward
1: Oh, having animals in the picture? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some people love their animals too much, so just <laughs> let's just leave that at leave that there.
2: We know you went swimming with the dolphins and that that's one thing, but you know, birds on your head or yeah. you know, some of these other things are a little bit Yeah, much.
1: dogs licking your lips. Yeah. Let's let's move on. It's kind of already giving me the heebie jeebies
2: and another one was, like you mentioned, a photo where nobody's smiling yeah. <laughs> when you're on <laughs> this vacation. This is such a fan.
1: I mean, everybody knows, okay, let's just, we have a lot of fun traveling. I mean, we hope that you hear that when we're traveling about. But, you know, things aren't perfect. And there are times when we get frustrated traveling or whatever because of things that you don't expect. But, you know, come on, have fun. You're not at home. You're not at work. I think most people, there are a few people who just don't know how to vacation. We need to help them along a little bit.
2: Very true. We are not having a hard time having fun here in Zurich.
1: Uh, No, we're having a hard time keeping up with all the things there is to do and fitting them in our schedule. That's really the biggest problem right now.
2: Coming up, we're gonna be talking with Aurelia Carlin about some of the fun things to do here in the old city and in the new part of the city.
1: Yeah, the downtown area is so full of so many things to do. Like we said, easily accessible. One of the most easiest places for us to acclimate to, I would say, as far as getting around town in all the countries we visited. Amazing. Really like it. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show.
2: We will be right back.
3: You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in this amazing city of Zurich. We've only been here for a few hours, and it's just amazing.
2: I think one thing that's blowing me away is that this city was founded by the Romans in the B.C. years. You've got to go clear back thousands of years to when this was founded. There are churches here that are hundreds of years old. We went up to what's called a new section of the city today, and I saw things I've never seen before. I saw people pulling off ideas where I thought, wow, that is so cool. I can't believe it. So it's a great combination of the new and the old. Here to tell us more about it is Aurelia Carlin from Zurich Tourism. Welcome, Aurelia. Tell us about this great combination of the new and the old that we find here in Zurich.
4: That's correct. Just like you said, Jeff, Zurich was founded by the Romans 15 before Christ. So there is a history of more than 2,000 years here in Zurich and you can still see and smell the history in Zurich. You can walk the cobblestone street, you see the old houses and the churches, the guild houses, for example. You enter our main churches, and it's just a lot of history and traditions. And this is also why people are coming to Zurich. They love to stroll around in the old town. They might be there for shopping or just enjoy a good uh, coffee or a good glass of wine in the streets of Zurich. So there is the old part with all the museums and the history and the traditions, but there is more. There is Zurich West. Zurich West is in the western part of the city, and this used to be our working class and industrial area. Then a couple of years ago, I would say in the course of the 90s, we started to renovate, to rebuild this area. We converted a lot of these old factory buildings into new things. So you find a lot of interesting stuff there. For instance, there is... An old shipbuilding factory, which is now converted and houses now a very trendy restaurant. A big theater, several smaller stages, a jazz club and a bar It's called Schiffbau. Another example is Löwenbräu. Loewenbrough used to be a beer brewing factory. Nowadays, it's a building with several art galleries, the Museum of Contemporary Arts, and it's just a great place to see all the art galleries. So Zurich West, it's the area where you find most of the art galleries. By the way, there is about a 100 here in Zurich. Most of the trendy restaurants, a lot of local designers, then also most of the nightlife is in that area. And uh, don't forget, Zurich is a small city. We only have about 380,000 inhabitants, but still there's about 500 night spots in Zurich. So this is a lot for a city that size. And Zurich is on one hand a very historic, very traditional city, and on the other hand, very trendy, hip and happening, and it's just a great combination.
1: We also noticed the river. There's so many things on the river. There's dining on the river. There's bathhouses on the river. There's this interesting life that's there on the river. Tell us some of the highlights going up and down the river.
4: The name of the river is Limat, and the river divides the city basically into two parts. And on both sides of the river, you find many interesting sites. And what is special in the summertime, very surprising, is that you can swim in the river. This is quite unusual for a big city. There is actually 18 beaches in Zurich along the river as well as on the shores of Lake Zurich. So what we the locals do, for instance, for our lunch break or what I do is I go down to the river or to the lake. I jump into the water, I have a swim and afterwards go back to work. And this is quite unique, I guess. And, you know, all the locals we do it, we go there by bike or we walk there. So it's, it's a great lifestyle we have here in Zurich.
2: When we get back home, I'm going to contact our legislators and find out how we can get some program where we can go swimming at lunch.
1: I want that too. <laughs> we're going to start making a petition that we all get a swim lunch. <laughs> that,
2: that is so cool. And it was amazing that, yeah, we're sitting here in this city and we, we're walking along and we see people jumping off a bridge and floating down the river and having fun. And it is really unusual. If we're going to pick, say, three or four places to hit in the old city. And I know this is like asking you to choose between your children, but give us your top three or four in the old city.
4: So f- first of all, what you don't want to miss is the great atmosphere, to see the very well-preserved old town, to stroll around there, spend a couple of hours there. But then don't miss Bonhofstraße. Bonhofstrasse is the famous shopping street. The closer it gets towards the lake, the more expensive the shops are, because down there you have all the designer stores. So the Bahnhofstrasse goes from the main train station, Bahnhof, down to the lake. Bahnhofstrasse is exactly one mile long. So if you walk down slowly and do some window shopping, it takes you about half an hour. Then don't miss the Fromenster Church. Fromenster Church is one of our main churches, and this is a must for every Zurich visitor, because it has the windows done by Marc Chagall, the stained glass windows. Um, There is also Grossmünster Church, which is kind of our landmark, and you can actually climb on one of the two towers, and from there you have a great view overlooking the city. Now, if you're interested in arts, don't miss the Kunsthaus, the Museum of Fine Arts, which is one of Switzerland's leading art museums. you find there any kind of art, from the medieval times to today. you find a lot of impressionists and also um, the world's largest permanent Giacometti exhibition is at the Kunsthaus. If you would like to see more museums, there's about 50 in Zurich. I can also mention the Swiss National Museum, which looks like a fairy tale castle, and there you learn a lot about history and traditions of Switzerland.
2: So when we go shopping tomorrow, I want to keep Kathleen away from the lake and closer to the train station. We'll keep the credit cards in check there. The new section of the city, Zurich West, we saw some amazing things today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the Freitag store, which is built out of all these shipping containers and also a garden area set aside where things are also built out of shipping containers. I found that really interesting.
4: Freitag is a very well-known brand. Freitag is actually the name of two brothers that founded that company, two brothers from Zurich. And what they do is they produce bags or purses made of used uh, truck covers. So it's all recycled material. It's a success. And you find their flagship store in Zurich West. There is uh, stores all over the world. And even at the Museum of Modern Art in New York, you will find one of their bags. So it's quite a success story. There is a lot more. There's a lot of local designers in Zurich West. So when you're coming to Zurich, you don't want to shop the uh, very well-known brands, the international designers, but you want to. What you would like to buy is local stuff, local from local designers. And you find most of the local designers in the Zurich West area, fashion designers as well as um, arts as well as handicrafts. So quite a lot of unique products can be found in Zurich West.
2: Well, we could spend days upon days, weeks upon weeks, just wandering around the old city and Zurich West, but we'd be missing half of Zurich because there's a lake we need to get out on. There are mountains up above. There are excursions we need to do. There are events held year-round. There's the opera. A lot more we need to do. So we need to come back and do another interview with Aurelia. Stay tuned, you're listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or check out our website, travelbrigade.com.
1: We'll be right back.
3: Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, recording here in Zurich. It's such a great city.
2: From our interview with Aurelia, a lot of great things to do here in Zurich. So and many, we
1: could hardly get them all done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were rushing around, but it was definitely worth it. We started over in Zurich West.
1: Yeah, that's the revitalized part of town. Um, there's a lot of history there. You know, Some of the big uh, cities you'll see in the U.S. or maybe in different parts of the world that have sort of uh, used to be one thing, and then they've revitalized it to the kind of new hip and trendy part of town. That was definitely a very local vibe there in, in Zurich West.
2: Yeah, one of the fun things we got to visit was the Freitag store, and if you're not aware, look it up online, F-R-E-I-T-A-G. They take old truck covers and different things and reuse them and make these incredible bags.
1: Um, and I'm just going to say, we're leaving with a couple of them. They are so cool. Yeah, you have to look it up online, and especially if you're here shopping, there's several shops, but that's the flagship store. And what's so cool about that store is not only do they make everything out of recycled truck covers and all of that, but they also have their store in containers. What are those called?
2: Yeah, shipping containers. Shipping
1: containers. Thank you. Shipping containers. Their whole store is made out of shipping containers, and it's actually several stocked up several high, and it's just the coolest mix. Yeah. shipping
2: container tower. <laughs> yeah,
1: a mix of right old and new. City. It's very cool. And then actually behind that, there's a couple of little parks or what's the word, like a gathering mm-hmm. a gathering place where they also have shipping containers, like a bar made out of shipping containers and some, some public spaces. And it's just a very cool place. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the public bathhouses later as well. But there's several of them right there. There's three, the lake and two rivers. And the bathhouses that are along the river, just a very, I don't know, just cool vibe.
2: Well, and you mentioned, yeah, the gathering place, Frau Gerald's Garden, where we saw some of the things made out of shipping containers. Yeah. And and it's just a great idea. They said, hey, right here in the middle of this part of the city, let's just set aside some space and have a place where people want to come together, hang out, have a drink. Yeah. Uh, And then we
1: also went to a, a market. There's an indoor market there. That's really fun. There's all sorts of local things, but there's also things, specialties from like Britain or different places in your hair, some local candies. Of course, Amazing bakeries. There hasn't been a bakery here in Switzerland that hasn't been amazing.
2: That market you were talking about is kind of located in an area where they've taken the old viaduct. Yes. that the the trains used to run over and put shops underneath it. Who thinks of that? I know. And then they also took
1: an old shipping manufacturer company that was sitting there, and they actually turned it into a theater and a restaurant, and it's just the coolest thing when you go inside. So there is just so much there, and it's just such a different feel. I can't even really explain it to another revitalized area because, I mean, there's a lot of really popular ones that are in big cities in the U.S., the meatpacking district or others, but this is just they literally left the the shell, yeah, the shell. That's a good, good point. Left the shell and just kind of regutted everything, and it's just, it's just a really fun vibe and very a lot of locals. You know, they're hanging out, having a beer. And of course, we're in the midst of summer. It's amazing. Everyone's out. The sun, nice and warm. Jump in the lake or the river. Where they're very nice.
2: Now, one thing that's amazing is okay, we're there in Zurich West and all this cutting edge stuff where we're just going, wow, who thought of that? And then less than a mile away. I'm walking into these churches that are hundreds of years old, learning all about all of the history here and the different segments of religion and how... Parts of Switzerland, are Catholic parts of Switzerland are considered more Protestant, Protestant or as yeah. they call it here, Reformed.
1: Reformed, yes, when we started and our reform, our Reformation. I mean, those churches are so beautiful. You can see them all over the river. And then there's one particular church that you went to.
2: Yeah, actually, a couple of them. One was the Frau which is a women's tower, which was at one time a nunnery. What makes this particularly special, not just the history, but also we got the famous artist Mark Chagall to come in and do some stained glass windows.
1: I know, they look amazing.
2: They're amazing. And on the one hand, it's your traditional stained glass windows. On the other, it's like no stained glass windows you've seen before. because Yeah, if you
1: know any Chagall work, it's it's the same. It's, it's his yeah.
2: stuff in yeah. a stained glass window. Yeah. And very interesting, many different scenes from the Bible. And so you can kind of go through and pick out different things that you know, and then they also have things where you can read about them. So that was really fun. The symbol sort of of Zurich is Grossmünster, which is a two-towered minster. And when in there, that was really fun. And you can climb up to the top of one of the towers, and you get just beautiful views in every direction of the lake, the city, the mountains.
1: And we'll put some pictures that Jeff took when he was up there. Um, When Jeff was doing that, we were on a little bit of a time crunch, and so I went to Kunsthaus a world-renowned museum here in Zurich. I always have to get to museums when I'm here, but we spoke before there's so many museums here in Zurich, and this is really sort of one of the most popular museums. There's so many amazing pieces of artwork. I kind of went through there's some Rembrandts, but I, of course, love the Impressionists. There was many, many there. There was, uh, of course, Degas, many Monet's, some Paul Gauguin's.
2: Many Monet's. That you didn't show to our mini-me's?
1: Mini-monet's I didn't show to our mini-me's. There we go. They're going to be upset about that.
2: Well, I'm sitting here looking at a list of the artists displayed there at the museum, and you can pretty much go through Kandinsky, Jasper, Johns, just go through the alphabet, and everybody's there.
1: Exactly. So this is the interesting part. They're only displaying 10% of the collection. 10%. They're building a second building to up the collection to... 20% but that means they're archived that much artwork and I actually didn't one thing I didn't find out which I'm going to have to do a little investigation if you know the answer to this is whether they rotate from the archive or if they're just archiving all of that down but so much amazing artwork here in Zurich.
2: Sticking with the culture theme Zurich has a very famous opera house And it's beautiful. It's right on the lake. It's lit up at night. It's gorgeous. And unfortunately, we were here during the just couple of months during the year when they don't have operas going on. They have a very long opera season, about generally September through June.
1: And we would know that because my father-in-law, we always tease him that he really likes operas. And the first thing he said when we were coming to Zurich is, you have to go to the opera house.
2: So that's a very long season for opera, and so if you're here during those months, you should really go check that out. And one easy way to do all of this is the Zurich Card. The
1: Zurich Card is a combo pass that allows you to get any sort of public transportation, which is really great. You just keep your card on you. I think you can get them in different segments. We've got a three-day segment, but it also gets you into most of the museums. You can get on the ferries, get on the lake with it, but it's a really great option. You can actually even add on transportation to and from the airport.
2: You can also get 50% off walking tours, and that's a really fun thing to do. We did that, and it really helped me to understand the city.
1: Yeah, so there's lots of options to use with the Zurich card. You can get that, and we'll put the information on our hot sheet for today's show.
2: You could easily spend a week or more just going around inside the city, just the old part and the new part of the city.
1: But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more.
2: (laughs) There's beautiful mountains to get out to. There's this wonderful lake and river we've been talking about. So coming up next, we're going to hear more from Aurelia about those things.
1: You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back.
3: Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet
1: them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in the lovely city of Zurich. We're having such a great time here. There is so much to do.
2: It's almost not fair because you've got this beautiful city with all these things going on, and that would be reason enough to come. But then on top of that, they throw in these great excursion places all around here. There's lakes, there's mountains. It's almost not fair. Aurelia Carlin, who is here with Zurich Tourism, is going to tell us more about things to do outside the city and on Lake Zurich.
4: So, Jeff, I recommend you buy the Zurich Card. Zurich Card is a ticket that includes a lot of things admission to 39 museums you can also do a guided walking tour half price off or you can use it for all your public transportation by the way also the train ride from the airport to downtown zurich is included which is only a 10 minute train ride so you can visit our local mountain with the zurich heart this takes about 30 minutes to get on top of that mountain the mountain is called Uetliberg and is about 3,000 feet high, and from there you enjoy a great view of the city, the lake and the mountains, the Alps. You can even do a leisurely hike on the mountain ridge, it takes you about one and a half hours to get to a nice lookout, And from there you can take a cable car down into a small village and then back to Zurich by train. That's a nice full day excursion, it's fully covered by the Zurich heart. I can also recommend to do a cruise on the lake. For instance, you can do a one-and-a-half-hour cruise. All the boats depart from Berkeley Platz in the middle of the city, and from there do your cruise. Of course, you can do all different kinds of cruises on the lake, anywhere from one to seven hours. And you see the beautiful scenery uh, on the shores of Lake Zurich. You see the little villages, the farmer's houses, the vineyards. So that's, that's a nice excursion too. You can even go to Rapperswil one of Switzerland's best-kept medieval small towns by boat. It takes about two and a half hours to get there. Stroll around in the town of Rupperswil. Rupperswil is also called the City of Roses because they have many rose gardens there. There's even a castle. And then go back either by train or by boat. That's a nice full-day excursion. Now, if you want to see the mountains, I suggest to go to Einsiedeln. It's about one hour outside of Zurich. Einsiedeln is well known for the beautiful Baroque monastery with the Black Madonna, and you can even tour their library. Einsiedeln is also the closest cross-country skiing area to Zurich, so just about an hour outside of Zurich. If you want to see Europe's largest waterfalls, you have to go to, the, to see the Rhine Falls. The Rhine Falls are about one hour outside of Zurich and on the way to the Rhine Falls you could for instance visit castle Kieburg, another medieval castle very well preserved then visit the town of Schaffhausen beautiful town of Schaffhausen which is also home to one of the watch companies and then see the europe's largest waterfalls the Rhine Falls if you're more interested in arts You can go to Winterthur, which is about half an hour outside of Zurich. They're very well known for for their museum, especially in terms of Impressionists. If you're more a spa person, you can visit the city of Baden, which is well known for the thermal water and they have beautiful spas there. For instance, from Zurich, to touch eternal snow, even in the summertime, you would go to Mount Titlis. So first to Lucerne and then from there to Mount Titlis. It's also a nice full-day excursion. Or if you would like to see top of Europe, the Jungfrau Joch in the Bernese Oberland, you can also do that from Zurich. It's another full-day excursion. So there's so many options in the surrounding area of Zurich.
2: And we should mention that you can fly into an international airport, mm-hmm. Zurich International Airport, mm-hmm. as you said, Get downtown on the trams that seem to run everywhere here, from what I've seen. Get downtown in about 10 minutes. Get checked into your hotel, and then you're off to all these places that you can get to within a couple of hours.
1: The other thing here is when you're in a big city, you're coming different times of the year, and there's so many festivals in a big city. Tell us a little bit about some of the highlights of festivals here in Zurich and what uh, people, when they're planning their vacations, might want to work around to come to a popular festival or things throughout the year.
4: Sechseleuten is our traditional spring festival, which takes place every year in April. So Sexaliten is the only day during the year when you see the guilds appearing in public. I don't know if you know what guilds are, but these are like clubs, men clubs or associations. They're still from the medieval times, and we do have 25 guilds here in Zurich. They still exist, like the winemaker's guild, the butcher's guild, the cabinetmaker's guild, and these guilds, they do have a big parade on Sechseleuten Day. The guilds are clad in their historical costumes. The parade starts at the main train station, goes all the way down to the lake. It's a public holiday in Zurich and all the people are in the streets giving flower to the guild members. Each guild has his own marching band. It's a very colorful parade. Then the parade ends in front of the Opera House and this is where they burn the snowmen. The snowman is a cotton wool snowman filled with firework and at 6 o'clock they set fire and the story is the sooner the head blows off the snowman, the sooner the summer will come and the nicer it will be. The name of the snowman is Berg and Berg is always right. He always knows um, how our summer is going to turn out. Another event I would like to mention is the Zurich festival. Zurich Festival, it's a classical festival with performances in the Opera House. By the way, the Opera House has a very long opera season, always starts beginning of September all the way through to the second week of July, and this is due to the Zurich Festival, the classical music festival, which is from mid, uh, mid-June mid to mid-July. You'll also find performances in the concert hall, in the Tonhalle concert hall, which is very well known for the acoustic and it's also home to Switzerland's oldest symphony orchestra, and their chief conductor is an Americanist, David Sinman. There's also special exhibitions uh, at the museums for the Zurich Festival. The biggest festival, however, is Street Parade, always taking place on a Saturday in August. You have about 30 trucks playing techno music. They make a tour around the upper part of Lake Zurich. People are dressed in fancy costumes, or dancing in the street. And we had last year about 1 million visitors coming from all over the world. Then there is also a wine exhibition in November on 12 boats on Lake Zurich, where you have wines from all over the world, wine presentations, wine tastings, but also local wine, because Zurich is also a wine growing area. We even have vineyards in the city of Zurich. This exhibition or this special event is called Expo Wiener Wine Exhibition. Then I would also like to mention the uh, Christmas markets. There is four major Christmas markets in Zurich, including Europe's largest indoor Christmas market in the main train station with a huge Christmas tree decorated with Swarovski ornaments. You also find a single Christmas tree in Zurich, then um, Christmas tram for kids several Christmas shows all over the city and all the smaller Christmas markets in the surrounding area of Zurich. And, of course, everywhere, beautiful Christmas decorations.
2: We have been talking about so many things to see and do. We need to make time to... Eat, yeah.
1: Eat and drink, do a little vino, little food. The food here in Switzerland, we've been here for a few days in different areas, and it is so good.
2: What I love is there are so many different influences coming together here in this one country, and then Zurich, it's just intensified. Yes. We're going to come back and talk with Aurelia a little bit more about dining here in Zurich.
1: You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, and
3: our website, TravelBrigade.com.
2: We will be right back.
3: You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade in Zurich. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin.
2: We are here at the beautiful Hotel Seefeld out on our balcony.
1: Very beautiful. We're having a great view of the city and a great hotel, and I have to say in a great location. We literally jumped off at the Bahnhof,
2: are you a rapper? Yes.
1: The HB, as I want to call it. That's the train station. And we just took one quick tram down to the hotel. Very easy access. We've been uh, running around town. Everything's accessible here from the hotel. Just a cool, kind of just reminds me of the whole city. The whole room that we're in and the way it's designed, the furniture. It's just kind of hip Zurich. I mean, it's it really just kind of encompasses that.
2: And one place it's convenient too is the lake. We just took a quick two block walk down to the lake and there are these little swim clubs all along the lake.
1: They're so fun.
2: And you just pay a little bit of money and you go in and they have these decks going out over the water and then you jump in the water and swim and they have little things you can swim out to and sit out on those. And, and a bar
1: and a restaurant. It's really yeah. like a, a local culture.
2: Yeah.
1: People live and swim in the rivers and the lakes here. There's, there were so many people all over the last few days in the lakes.
2: And some of them will just, you don't even have to go to one of these clubs. In some areas, people will just you know, go right yeah. into the water.
1: But the clubs and are quite fun.
2: Yeah. The one thing that I found interesting is there's one club that's just for women, one club that's just for men. The club we went to had a section just for men, just for women, and then a mixed section. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways you can go with that.
1: Yeah. I just think it's just a really fun and kind of local culture thing to do while you're here in Zurich.
2: And then when we were up more by Zurich West, we saw people, there were clubs along the river yes. going out of the lake.
1: And you can look at the Zurich maps, and we noticed after that, we're you know, we still figuring things out as we're here too, but there's little signs for swimming up and down the map, and those signify some of the bathhouses.
2: Yeah, and what you can do is you can go check in at one of the bathhouses, walk up the river a little ways, jump off a bridge, and yeah. just float your way back down yeah. to the bathhouse and then hang out there.
1: Which is great on a nice warm summer day.
2: A great way to get a beautiful view of Zurich is to take a train up to Uetliberg takes about 20 minutes. It's a kind of a large, I don't want to say a mountain because we're in the Alps. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a very large hill about (laughs) about a thousand meters up above the city.
1: Yes, and you take the train to the city, and then you take a short walk, maybe, what, 10 minutes up the hill to this gorgeous view. And there's also a hotel and restaurant. We'll be talking about the restaurant up in one of our other segments. But just a great place to get out of the city and get a kind of different perspective. You can actually see uh, Mount Titlis from up on the hill, and you can also see the city, the beautiful lake. There's just really amazing views. It's a cute little town, and it really just takes a few hours out of the day.
2: If you don't want to jump in the lake, and people are always telling me to go jump in a lake, uh, you can go on the lake. There are boat tours all over the lake. We did one that stopped at various places around the lake so you could you know, hop on and say, oh, this looks like a fun place. We'll get off here. Or we got off kind of in a place by our hotel, a park that we walked through. And yeah. Easy way to sort of get a good view of all around the lake.
1: Yeah, around the lake and the small villages around, it's a great option to do that. And those are located just, I think they go every hour and a half or two hours. They're quite frequent. And I think there's also special ones. You can do a lunch cruise or a dinner cruise. And we'll also put that information on our hot sheet.
2: We've been talking about so many things to do in the city and do out of the city that we haven't even had time to talk about one of our favorite things.
1: Um, We're in Switzerland, like... Swiss chocolate, maybe?
2: Swiss cheese.
1: Swiss cheese. Swiss food.
2: Yes. Coming up, we're going to be talking more with Aurelia about the great food here. We're going to be talking about a lot of places and things, and go to our hot sheet at travelbrigade.com. We will have links. We will have spellings, (laughs) most importantly. Go check that out. In the meantime, stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade.
3: We'll be right back. (laughs) You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at travelbrigade.com.
1: your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are now needing to find some places to eat, some places to drink, and find some local flavor in the food here in Zurich.
2: And we could hardly have picked a better place because Zurich is kind of a place of firsts first vegetarian restaurant was here, first in the dark restaurant was here, and also a lot of other unique offerings. Aurelia Carlin is here with Zurich Tourism to tell us a little bit more about those. Tell us about some of these firsts that we've been talking about.
4: So in Zurich, we do have the world's first completely dark restaurant. It was the idea actually of a Zurich blind priest, he wanted to show the people how it is when you're blind. And this restaurant is called Blind Cow and it's quite a success. And You always have to make reservations, whether it's for lunch or for dinner. And um, it's a very unique experience. Another restaurant which is really special is Hiltl. Hiltel is the world's oldest vegetarian restaurant. It was founded in 1898 and it still belongs to the same family. And everything you find on their menu, it's all vegetarian. And you can even tour their kitchen, and they do give cooking lessons, and they have a menu which is really sick, and you find everything on their menu, but it's all organic and vegetarian. Hiltl is the name of that place. Another restaurant I would like to mention is Kronenhalle. Kronenhalle is kind of an institution here in Zurich, and the reason is, because they do have original paintings done by Marc Chagall, Miro, Picasso on their walls. These artists, when they were not famous, they were in Zurich, they had no cash, no money to pay for their food, so they left their paintings at the restaurant, and this is why this restaurant has now this wonderful art collection, and part of their collection can be seen at the Museum of Fine Arts here in Zurich, at the Kunsthaus. But there is more unique restaurants here in Zurich and one restaurant or one type of restaurant I certainly don't want to miss is the guild house restaurants. You might remember the guilds from the medieval times and we still have these 25 guilds in Zurich, Butchers Guild, Winemakers Guild and very often they still own their traditional buildings and it's in combination with restaurants, the guild house restaurants. You eat in the wonderful atmosphere, you have the wooden ceilings and all the paintings, And this is where you really get the authentic, the local dishes. And our local dish here in Zurich, by the way, is Zurich Geschnetzeltes. Zurich Geschnetzeltes is sliced veal. It comes in a creamy sauce with mushrooms and with kidneys, if you like that. And you eat it in combination with Rösti. And of course, you do have a glass of local wine. By the way, Zurich is also a wine growing area and we have vineyards even in the city of Zurich and of course also along, along the shores of the lake as well as in the countryside. And we have wonderful red and white wines. The red wines, it's the Pinot Noir and the white wines, the Riesling Silvaner and of course all other different kinds of wines.
1: When Americans come over to Europe, the one thing that they're interested in also is local
4: beers. So there's some local beers here in Zurich. Of course, we do also have local beer. And I can recommend, for instance, Turbinenbräu. This is a great local beer, which is still done here in the city of Zurich. Or Hurlimann is another local Zurich beer. So there's many of these little brands, but also uh, bigger ones like Hurlimann.
1: So now on our agenda, we have so much to do, and now we have many, many places to stop, eat, drink, and have some beer and wine. Uh, Thank you so much for spending time with us today. There is so much to do in this international city of Zurich. We're having a great time. We plan on spending the next few days here keeping very busy.
2: Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade, or check out our website, TravelBrigade.com.
3: We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local free cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin in Zurich, Switzerland.
2: We've been talking about all these things we are running around doing. In the meantime, we did find time to eat.
1: Oh, we found time to eat. There is no doubt. You know, one of the things that I have been touting for a full week now is how great the food in Switzerland is. And we have been around Europe and much love to some of the countries I love to visit, but some of them don't have maybe the best food I've ever had. Switzerland has amazing food. How somebody explained it is it's a little bit lighter than traditional German food because they've got this influence of Italy and France, but they also have some of those very traditional German type dishes, which are delicious. We've had some amazing bratwurst. We went to a place called Wohdersturren. Wohdersturren. They always say things with a cute little accent here, (laughs) but it's near the Bellevue station. And it was pointed out to us that it has the best bratwurst in the city of Zurich. And I have to say, it was delicious. And how can you go to Switzerland without having Swiss chocolate? Well, I have to admit, when I lived in New York City, there was my very favorite chocolate place that was in Rockefeller Center called Touchers. I used to walk over there because they would have chocolate flown over from Zurich on every Wednesday, and I would be there waiting for my fresh Swiss chocolate. I walked down the street on Bonhoeffstrasse, which is one of the main drags I guess you would compare it to New York City's Fifth Avenue. So much shopping. And there it is, my beautiful Tushar's chocolate. Straight in Zurich. I walked in and had my favorites, plus a few more that I hadn't had. Absolutely delicious. There hasn't been a piece of chocolate here that hasn't been just absolutely amazing. By the way, I should tell you my very favorite, the champagne truffle. Get one when you come here to Zurich. There's another place that we went called...
2: Sprungli.
1: Brungli. I had to have Jeff say that because I keep saying it wrong. But they are known for a small cookie that is actually very much like a French macaroon. But I was corrected on many occasions that they are actually the ones who invented this type of cookie.
2: It's called a Luxemburgerli, and it's Sort of like a mini macaroon.
1: Yeah, they're slightly smaller than some of the macaroons that you'll find in France, but delicious middle centers, chocolate, vanilla, a mango chocolate that was there. There was a champagne one that when we were there, I had a caramel.
2: I like to think of them as bite-size.
1: Bite-size. <laughs> bite-size deliciousness. So it's a very popular place. You'll find them all over here in Zurich. And we also had some amazing local dishes.
2: Yeah, we went to a place called Tarasa, which is right on the lake. We went there our first day when we got here. Yes,
1: sitting outside on the lake under a beautiful umbrella having some amazing food.
2: They had some great gnocchi there.
1: Yes, and I had a veal meatloaf. And that was actually recommended by a person that we were dining with. And she said, why don't you try the veal meatloaf? And I said, I wouldn't have necessarily got that. It was so delicious. It was a veal meatloaf with a mushroom sauce and potatoes on the side. And it was just absolutely delicious you will find all over Switzerland veal is a very very popular choice
2: Zurich's signature dish is something called the Zürcher Geschnetzeltes Now
1: That was pretty good Jeff I've heard it I've heard it said and actually that's about as close as I think any Americano can say it it was delicious I stole half of Jeff's because we were trying different things and I was like I just kept reaching over and having more
2: So it's basically veal with mushrooms in a sauce and compare it a little bit to a stroganoff, but but a lot lighter, lighter lighter stroganoff and very good flavor.
1: And you don't serve it with noodles. What do you have it with?
2: Rosti.
1: Rosti, which is the popular dish all over Switzerland, no matter what city we've been into, the Rosti, which is basically a combination, semi like a hash brown pancake. Yeah, It's, It's formed together, but it's larger cuts, but it's a big, huge circle and it's I don't know how to explain it except for delicious. You yeah. could tell that rosti had a lot of butter in it
2: yesterday. Yes. <laughs> it was
1: so
3: good.
2: And we can try to explain the rosti to you, but it won't do it justice.
1: You're just going to have to come to Switzerland and try it.
2: We got those dishes at a place called Udo Com, which is a restaurant up in Udliburg.
1: Yes, that's the place where you take the train out of the city. So not only do you have amazing food, local food, but you have the best view in town.
2: One thing I've noticed is everywhere we've gone, people said, oh, here's our signature dish. And for some reason, it's always got 14 letters
1: and it, so I'm starting to wonder
2: if the number of letters corresponds with how good the dish is.
1: Ooh, good point.
2: Maybe there's like, like
1: if it's a short word, it's like a one star. If, if it has 14 letters in it, then it's like a five star.
2: Yeah, although roasty only has, you know, five or six Ooh, letters depending on They're how, you, how you spell thrown out it. The door, so, yeah. It's
1: amazing. When we get back, we're going to talk with Alex Herman of Switzerland Tourism and talk about all the different things that you need to know before you come to Switzerland. We're going to talk a little bit about how to get here to Zurich, maybe using the Swiss pass, And some other things right when we come back.
2: Stay tuned, you're listening to Travel Brigade. Check out our website, travelbrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram.
3: We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, kicking it in Zurich. I love Zurich. It's a very cool town.
2: I have become spoiled by Zurich. I am going to be so disappointed when I have to go anywhere else, and I can't just walk out of wherever I am and walk within 100 yards and find a tram stop. I know,
1: a tram that will take and us anywhere.
2: Can, and, and expect a tram within three or four minutes, and then just be able to get anywhere I want to on that tram. I've I, become I totally spoiled.
1: But it's great though. It really acclimates you to the town, which I think there's a lot of times when we'll go to towns and you're taking an underground subway or you're not really sure where you're at. I felt like we were in Zurich and within two hours, maybe not even that, we had a total gist of how to get around, where to transfer. It was just a really great experience.
2: Easiest city I've ever been in to get around. And here to tell us more about it is Alex Herman. He's the director of Switzerland Tourism in the Americas. Welcome, Alex.
0: Thanks so much for having me on the show.
2: Zurich is one of those cities you start listing off names of cities in Europe that people really know, or even in the world, Zurich is one of those names. What is it that makes this place so well known and so special?
0: Well, traditionally, Zurich has been very well-known as a, as a business city. You know, it's, it's really the, the business heart of Switzerland. And um, this is, of course, still true. It's still a very important business hub. What a lot of people don't know and what I hope you had uh, the chance to experience also during your stay there is that uh, Zurich is so much more than that today. Zurich has changed a lot in the last 10 or 20 years with regards to entertainment, shopping, uh, culinary experiences, even with regards to hotels. So a lot of hotels opened uh, the last 5 or 10 years completely. Completely new parts of the city have been redeveloped from uh, industrial areas into uh, chic uh, places where people go to eat, to shop and to have fun. So Zurich might be um, very well-known, but a lot of people have still uh, an image of Switzerland, which was true maybe 20 years ago, but it's not true anymore today.
1: I thought that was really interesting when we got to town and really got a a feel for the town and to that whole new area that you're talking about. There was some really innovative and interesting things over in the new part of town. It was just an amazing experience to see that old town versus the new town and just the classic versus the nouveau.
2: I mean, it was was pretty cool.
0: And all in one city city. Well, you know, Switzerland is a small country, and um, places like Zurich, they really have to take advantage of the whole areas in the uh, a little bit outside of the historical uh, center of the city that were built up with factories and, and all kinds of industrial, you know, facilities in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and that have been you know, moved out. So, so all of that space is now available. And um, as you saw you, yourself, uh, with great creativity, there have been areas created. In in, in these parts of town, so especially in the western part of, of town, it's also co- uh, called Zurich West. And for some of these uh, newer developments, the factory buildings are still standing, and they put in like a, a new modern theater in, in an old factory, for example, a factory where boats used to be uh, built.
1: That was so actually can- amazing. We went there, and I could not believe it. It was like an old shipping uh, where they're building ships, and is that right?
0: Yeah, that's correct, yeah. And now there's a theater in there, there's uh, several bars, including a rooftop bar, there's a, a very good restaurant in there. And um, you, you find that throughout this part of, of Zurich West, and actually even trendier these days, is the part uh, in, in Zurich North. So between uh, the airport and Zurich, there's a, a whole new area, which is being developed as we speak. So redeveloped as we speak, with new hotels, new restaurants, new shopping areas. So there's a lot going on. and um, For people who like the traditional Zurich, and the, the historic part, of course, that's uh, still there. And most of it still looks like it did uh, hundreds of years ago. These small cobblestone streets and, and little um, alleyways, they're there. There's also all kinds of stores and, and restaurants in these parts of town. There's nice little parks and, and squares where you can sit outside and enjoy your, your lunch or a cup of coffee or a drink uh, later in the day. But so Zurich offers uh, something for people who are there maybe for the first time and want to experience uh, experience the traditional Zurich. But it's also uh, become more and more of a hit city, especially for people in Europe, southern parts of Germany or from Italy. And you get these people coming into Zurich for a weekend. In the past, this was unheard of
2: yeah we uh got a chance to see some of the history and too when we were there on August first, which is sort of the Swiss national holiday, sort of like our July fourth here in America, although we're about seven hundred years behind, we got to see these people from the smaller towns around Zurich coming in in their traditional things that they wear and traditional foods and so that was really exciting and then, in terms of Zurich West, let's be honest, what Kathleen was really concerned about there was getting a fry tag bag. <laughs>
1: That is the neatest store I've ever seen. I actually want to, you know, take some shipping containers and, like, build something in my backyard now. <laughs>
0: well, you can buy the little uh, chocolate shipping containers there. Oh, because, there you go. Uh, That's a souvenir. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably uh, one of the more innovative stores, if you think about that. It's basically just seven shipping containers stuck on each other. But uh, the bags you can build, uh, buy there and all the other accessories that they sell, it's, it's really very innovative. And, and I think it's, it's a great example for many other stores and uh, enterprises that have been created over the last 10, 20 years in this part of town or other parts of town by, by a, a new generation of very innovative city dwellers that uh, come up with new ideas and, and new projects and this is also, you know, when you look at the restaurants, the bars, the, the nightlife in general, but also the hotels you find in this part, uh, on these parts of town.
1: Hey, when uh, people here in North America are trying to make travel plans, you know, a lot of times they'll be going over to Europe and they'll be either looking at one country or looking at several countries. What is it about Switzerland that stands out as a whole, as a country, maybe making that choice of going to Switzerland?
0: Well, I guess one of the other reasons why Zurich is, is quite famous is because it's right in the heart of Switzerland, and it's a medium-sized airport that is perfect place to start or end your European tour. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a lot of connections going through Zurich. Uh, Zurich has a lot of direct flights from the U.S., so you have uh, about eight gateways with Swiss international airlines, and then you have uh, more with uh, most of the leading uh, U.S. carriers. So overall, you have 120 uh, direct flights a week going into Zurich.
1: Wow, it's a great it's airport. Very it's very it
0: accessible from, yes. from the U.S. and North America in general. What's even better is that from Zurich airport to downtown Zurich, it literally takes you seven minutes on the train.
2: Yeah, and speaking of the trains, once we got there, we were able to use Zurich as a jumping off point to get to a couple of other places that we've done shows about, Lucerne and Engelberg, and this Swiss pass that we used, made it so easy.
0: The Swiss Pass is the perfect way to start and enjoy your travels in Switzerland. It includes the trains, it includes the boats, it includes the buses, it includes the municipal transportation uh, networks. For example, in Zurich, all the trams and and the buses, everything is included, also the boats that run on the river and on the lake. So it's it's just a perfect way to uh, explore uh, Switzerland maybe using Zurich as a hop and then exploring uh, different cities and even the Alps that are not too far from Zurich, You know, in, in one hour, one and a half hours you are already, in the Alps. And all of that um, is very easy and very convenient and also um, very affordable with the Swiss Pass.
1: Well, as you can see, there's so many choices when you come here to Zurich, uh, whether you're here in Zurich or using it as your jumping-off point. Alex, tell us where people can find more information while they're planning their trip here to Switzerland.
0: So more information is available on our website, myswitzerland.com. There's also a whole section on Zurich very easy to find. Uh, just enter Zurich in the, in the search field or um, look through the cities we have on there. We have um, an online store where you can get pursuers, uh, complimentary. We have uh, also contact information on our website. MySwitzerland.com is the best place to start.
2: If you go to TravelBrigade.com, we'll also post a link there with our hot sheet for today's show. Alex, thanks so much for telling us about this amazing city.
0: Thanks so much for having me. It. it was a great pleasure.
2: Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check us out at TravelBrigade.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at travelbrigade. or check out our Instagram.
1: We'll be right back.
3: They don't always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, in the beautiful and hip city of Zurich, Switzerland.
2: We've talked about a lot of things to do, a lot of places to see and visit, and the lakes and the rivers, and of course, great food, and we've come to the point where we have to narrow it down to just three things each. And chocolate. (laughs) For he said, she said, as always, she said goes first.
1: She said goes first. I'm racking my brain. I was trying to find three very different things because that's what Zurich's about. It's different no matter what part of the city you're in. But I was going to say the whole area of Zurich West, but most specifically the Freitag store. I think I think the model of the store, the flagship store, is absolutely amazing. It's done in containers. The products are amazing. For those of you who haven't seen it, you have to look up Freitag. We will put that up on our hot sheet. But amazing um, messenger bags, luggage bags, wallets. Uh, We left with a few bags are quite nice. I would recommend that you go there. Just a unique piece of Switzerland and especially here in Zurich.
2: My number three was hiking up one of the towers at Grossminster. It is a bit of a hike, but it is definitely worth the view. And I also love going to these old churches in these European cities and just soaking up the history and then if you put in a view on top of that, that makes it even better.
1: My number two is Oltolcombe. It's the restaurant that is up on the top of the hill that we talked about, taking the train up there. You can't beat the food. The food was amazing. The view was amazing. And it was just a perfect afternoon.
2: Yeah, you look off in one direction, you're looking down on the lake. You look, look in the other direction, you are
1: seeing Mount Titlis. Gorgeous.
2: My number two was sort of the balance of the old and the new that I found here in the city. We've been talking about it throughout the show, but it really is fun to one minute be on the cutting edge of the 21st century, walk a mile, you're in the 16th century in these incredible historical buildings.
1: My number one is the bathhouses here in Zurich. The public baths, as they call them, can go anywhere on the lake, on the river, just pay a few francs to get in, and you basically have this little... I don't know, pool club. It's kind of maybe what Vegas was trying, it's trying to finally do, but that's been around here forever. (laughs) They've got drinking, they've got uh, food, like a restaurant, people sit out on the deck, uh, they jump in the lake, they, you know, wear their bathing suits, it's just everyone's chatting and having a, a local beer, which we didn't even end up talking about some of the local beers here, which are great. But so many things that's just sort of these fun, unexpected, cultural experience that just doesn't seem to ever make the top of someone's list when they come in because they don't know about it. So I think that's one of the reasons I really, really like it.
2: A lot of times when we talk about going to places, we talk about the destinations and the buildings and the history and the food. But if you really want to get a sense of a place, it's the people. And I felt like those bathhouses and clubs were what really gave you a sense of the people here. Exactly. My number one, we talked about it right at the top of the show, was the trams. I'm going to be so bummed when I get back home and I can't just walk 100 yards out my door and have something come by every five minutes that takes me and connects me wherever I want to go. This is an incredible system and it is so...